You know, there are some times that you just sense you've got to do something, you know. But God took over. Man, the presence of God, I know he's everywhere, yeah? I know he's everywhere and some of you are going to think this isn't theologically correct. But I'm telling you, the presence here at the moment, up here at the moment, is so tangibly thick. Because hearts were being poured out, you know? And as the worship team plays, they lead us to what they see and they imagine. And they drag us into that place. Yeah? And that was just God. Wonderful's not going to cut it. Beautiful's not going to cut it. It was just God. I love those moments. Yeah? Wow. Don't even know where to start. Father, my prayer this morning is that you would give your servant your words. That, Father, your word would be spoken in truth, Father, that we as a body of believers, as a family, would grow in unity and love together. That we would press on from where we're at to go to another level of glory and another level of strength. Lord, that we would trust you with our hearts and our lives and we would allow you to lead us. So have your way this morning, we pray. Give us fresh revelation. Lord, show us something, illuminate something that we've not seen before. Make it real to us. That we may walk deeper in relationship with you and become more and more and more like your son Jesus. So Lord, we do certainly pray and say, have your way this day. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I was chatting to the team online last night. I don't know what time it was. It was 5.30 or 6 o'clock their time, so it was pretty early our time. So they've arrived. Um, they, are, they were shuttle busing it around, having a look at different places. You know, some of the pictures, was, it was like driving to Telemarine Airport, but on the side of the freeway, there was just different uh, market gardens, like for miles. It's really interesting. I've never really been to Kenya. I've never been to Kenya, so I've never looked at Kenya. So some of the pictures um, are exciting. There was a picture, a little video of inside the bus, and, you know, it just seemed, I guess it seemed like they were going fast. Everyone was sitting peacefully, quietly. Um, for those that are Mount Clear is your home, uh, Catherine Easy was holding on for dear life. <laughs> And it's only day one. <laughs> but they got off and have arrived safely. So please keep them in your prayers. They will come back changed forevermore. They will never, ever be the same again. Oh, I really need to learn not to do a tablet update before I preach. keeps turning off, Lyndon. <laughs> we'll work it through. A couple of weeks ago, I taught on giving and I... I shared um, at our board meeting recently, so four weeks ago, I brought to the attention that our, um, our weekly or monthly expenses were greater than our weekly or monthly income. After a particular week, after we had paid bits and pieces, there were some things that we really couldn't pay. So for that period of time, 
uh, you know, we were almost negative $1,000 as a church. We have a savings account. We don't use that to survive. You know, I don't believe it right to use what we've worked so hard for to pay my wage. It's not the way that I operate. We as a people can do better than that. Anyway, since talking about that, God's faithfulness has been phenomenal. Because I know I've shared we've seen people with their tithing, you know, um, I, I guess come up to speed or just increase and there's been sacrificial giving. But if I was to look, this Sunday is, a, is an equivalent Sunday to when I shared that. And there were things that we couldn't pay and we were in negative. And we've organised all sorts of monthly payment plans. And for those that are visiting, I, I um, apologise. Though if God prompts you, please, you know, feel free to give over and above. <laughs> but, um, you know, as we stand, we, this week we've paid our monthly bits and pieces. We've paid all the wages and stuff like that. Um, and there's like a little bit over $4,000 in the account. We were negative one. You know, you've you got to understand the phenomenal and faithful turnaround of our God. That is just so brilliant. You know, we should give him a round of applause and give him glory. You know? Um, you know, a lot, a lot of that has been as God's talked to your hearts and worked in your hearts. You know, some of that has been as God's spoken to other people's hearts and things have, have just happened. And so I'm excited. I'm excited because our foundation is becoming more and more solid all the time. You know, see, when you build a house, you build on a foundation. But if you want to extend that house, generally speaking, you've got to update the foundation or you've got to extend it for your extension, yeah? God cannot build this house on the foundation that was built 50 or 100 years ago. He needs to upgrade the foundation. He needs to extend the foundation for what he wants to build. And so part of the process is the, the pain and the heartache that we go through sometimes, but it's the opportunity for upgrade for what he wants to do. And so we glorify in that, yeah, and we give God glory in that, amen? Yeah, certainly don't do an update before you speak at church. Just give me a... Just, I, I don't print my notes. Just give me a, just, just give me a quick minute. I'm going to go into settings here. I'm just... Well, talk amongst yourselves... But today, while I'm talking, what I want to talk about today, funnily enough, is I actually want to, I want, I want to, two weeks ago I taught on giving. I taught on giving. I said I wasn't going to preach. I probably preached it a little bit. I think the difference between me is I generally preach and I teach at the same time. So when I say I'm going to teach, it just means that there's going to be more scripture for you. And I try to slow it down just a little bit. But then I get excited and I go back to my normal self again anyway. But um, what I wanted to do today is I, I wanted to teach again, if I could, but on prayer, because I really feel like next year, 2017, is going to be a really important part of the strengthening of our foundation as a church, and it's prayer. I know that each and every one of us understand the importance uh, of prayer, prayer for ourselves and for each other, um, but there's something deeper again, because like in giving, where I shared that automation trumps determination we can often determine to pray and often fail if we're to be completely and utterly honest about our christian walk we desire to speak and spend time with god but there are some times that it just doesn't work the way that we would have liked it to my screen that will now not turn off for 30 minutes i'm a happy man instead of 30 seconds so so that's the plan that's where i'm going to go today as best as i can to try to talk about prayer and build a foundation. This year's theme has been together, 2016 together. I don't think that's going to shift too much for 2017, 
but I do believe there's going to be an emphasis on what happens together as the year progresses. And one of those is going to be prayer. Yeah, not just your individual prayer life. Yeah. Next year, I'm going to, maybe even today, there'll be some prods and some challenges you know, for us to pray, to pray for each other, to pray for the church, you know, to pray for the leaders, to pray for the pastor, to pray with us on a Sunday morning, yeah, to pray, to truly pray, to camp out and pray. And, and I guess in, in all of that, it's important for us to remember that, that God is a person. God is a person. He, Father God's not an it. Is that all right? <laughs> like, he's just not an it. He's father, he's papa, he's daddy, yeah? He, he, he's, he's a person. And as, a da- as daddy, as father, as papa, we're his children. And I don't know about you, but speaking to the parents, children, we're in relationship with our parents. So as his children, we're in relationship with him. Being in relationship requires communication. Just thought I'd let you know. You can ask my wife, she'll tell you how excellent I am at that. You've got to see the look from the front, you know. Like. And so if we're in relationship with him as our father, that means he wants to and desires to communicate with us. That's what he wants to do, yeah? He doesn't want you to remain silent. He doesn't want you to remember him when you're in trouble, though we, that's okay and we all do that. He just wants you to communicate with him, yeah? And I, I reckon that's a reasonably fair assumption. So you and I have all been created in the image of Father God. So because of that, we have the same desires and needs that he has to communicate through our thoughts, our, our, our ideas, um, our, our feelings, our visions, to share our desires. We're wired that way because he's wired that way, yeah? So let's make a really fundamental statement, okay? Let's kick off by saying this. Prayer is simply talking to God. Let's not overcomplicate it. Let's not get years of theology that separates us from God involved with it. Let's just break it down to the nitty-gritty that prayer is simply talking to God. Now, that includes listening to him as well, yeah? You know, um, I think I listen to Melanie really well. I've learnt that that requires a response. (laughs) So, you know, I'm working on that. So if I can work on that, I can work on my... My communication with him, you know. It's a conversation between friends. Prayer's a conversation between friends. And I, I know some of you have been Christians a long time. And I don't want to tell you how to suck eggs, is a term, a phrase that we would use, wouldn't it? You know? I know about prayer. What are you teaching about prayer for? You know what? There are some reasons that we pray. And God wants to do a stirring in amongst our prayer time this morning before the service, I actually had a picture of a cowbell. You know, it was like God just wants to remind us, ding, 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 you know, or dong, 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 whatever the sound is. I should have asked Eli to bring one of his, you know, I could have knocked it around. He wants to remind us of something. He wants to set a light something within our hearts, yeah? So it's not just knowledge that we carry in our minds, but it's something that sets us and makes us alive in our hearts. You know, the reality is, you know, as we walk out this Christian walk, as you speak to one another, as you speak to other people that discover Jesus, every Christian wants to know how to pray. 
Like everyone wants to know how to pray. How do we pray? Who's ever listened? Let's be honest. Let's be vulnerable. Now, don't, you know, don't lie. I, just, I want complete honesty. Who's ever listened to someone else's prayer and thought, man, they pray good? Seriously. But you know what? There's no right or wrong way, but yet we all do it. The enemy has got us so focused on what it sounds like that he's taken away from the simplicity of it. Oh, I can't pray out loud. I don't pray like them. Oh, my goodness. The only reason they sound good is because they're focusing on what they're saying half the time, not on what they're praying. You know, does that, can you hear my heart in that? Everyone wants to know how to pray. You know, I, I remember listening to T.D. Jakes, How He Prays in Tongues. And I used to think, man, wow, my tongue, when I speak in, in the tongues of angels, it sounds like a four-cylinder Datsun 180B. He starts praying in tongues, and all of a sudden I've got this V8, boom, boom, you know, like, then I want to pray like that. You know, we all do it. If we're going to be honest, we all do it, yeah? But we are who we are. We're created the way we're supposed to have been created. You are who, you, your character is the character that God has placed inside of you. And how you pray is how you are supposed to pray. And as we pray, we get to know the Father better because it's communication, it's talking. As I speak with my wife, I get to know her better. She believes that when I don't speak to her that I'm forgetting the things that I've learned, but that's not true either. This is marriage counselling 101 while we're at it. Because if I get enough of you to say amen, I've got ammunition later. Oh, but it's wisdom. It's just like we talk to one another, we get to know people. We go out, we have coffee. Mel talked about tea. I don't know what that was. I think we deleted that message. Um, <laughs> you know, we talk to one another. We go out, we have bites to eat. We go for walks around the lake. We do those things, those things and we communicate. We get to know each other. That's what it's like in prayer. That's what it's like with Father God. So how does prayer work? Well, it's really easy. We tell God our thoughts. We actually tell him our thoughts. And when you're on, the, on your own, it's really good to tell God your thoughts. And you can do that quietly because you're on your own. Or you can speak out loud. You know, it's really good if you're speaking to God in the car out loud. It, whether you're, you're listening to music or not, put a little headphone in your ear. So the people that are driving past believe that you're sane. They believe that you're singing rather than talking to yourself. You never had that moment at the traffic lights where you're talking to God and you look over and someone's just watching you. You've never done that. Never happened to you? <laughs> just put a little just a headset in your ear and just think they're singing along <laughs> or pray louder so we tell God our thoughts but then we have to listen to his yeah it's a two-way thing you know after we tell God our needs our fears our worries our problems then we've got to stop long enough to be quiet and listen because he's going to pour into us faith he's going to pour into us hope he's going to pour into us love you know, if we read out a list of ideas, wants and feelings, then we need to get into the Word. And as we get into this thing, we receive and consider His ideas and His feelings. Because sometimes our ideas aren't in line with His. Anyone ever been there before? Yeah. Yeah. I still reckon the Ferrari is a good thing. Anyway. You know, when we pray to Daddy, we actually open up ourselves to Daddy. But what that does is it actually opens us up to his spirit 
Yeah? That's why this morning, when we gave him a moment, you've got to see how it works. We gave him a moment in worship, yeah? And so we opened ourselves up for a moment to daddy. And what happened? We opened ourselves and our hearts up to the spirit of God. And so we had a moment with him where he was speaking to our hearts because we had opened ourselves up. That's how prayer works. And, and prayer, it's a skill that we can develop. So you don't think you pray well? That's okay. You can get better. You know, it's just speaking, it's listening, it's reading, it's spending time, it's, it's responding, it's doing everything that you would do in a relationship. It's meditating, it's thinking about, it's enjoying God, just enjoying Him, just sitting and enjoying Him. Prayer has everything that we need for a normal person-to-person relationship. It has everything. That's what it is. You know, sometimes I think we just need to take away the word prayer and say, how's your talking with God going? How's your communication with God going? How's your listening with God going? As soon as we say prayer, it becomes holy. Oh, prayer. I remember a friend of ours, he's, I've shared it in the church before, and his father-in-law used to say, Grace, Grace was so holy that food would go cold. Oh, Heavenly Father, I just remember. We thank you. Do you remember, Peter? We thank you for your provision, Lord God. Like, just say thank you. you. You don't speak to me like that. You don't speak to your wife like that, your kids like that, your auntie, uncle. You don't speak to your workmates like that. Why are you speaking to God like that? Yes, we need to have reverence for him. But he knows who we are. He's our Abba, our, 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 you know, our father. My, my children don't speak to me in the way that adults speak to me. If they speak out of disrespect, we pull that up. But when they're speaking with respect, they speak to me as children. Why do we make these things so difficult? And then we listen to others and we think, wow, their words are awesome. Man, I wish I had long words like that. Pastor Ross, for those that know Pastor Ross that was here, we, have, we still have very good banter regularly. And um, often, you know, I would go to him after a Sunday service or after we got, you know, had a prayer meeting on a Monday morning and I would just have a piece of paper. And he you know, what's that for? Can you just write down the meaning of some of those words? I know, I couldn't keep up. I didn't know I was looking on Google. I didn't know what you were saying. Now, that's just his vocabulary, yeah? That's just his vocabulary. But my point is, it's not about the words that you use. It's your personal conversation with God. And just because others may be in the hearing occasionally, don't be quiet. Don't, don't step it up another level. Just be you. Yeah? You know, for you and I to develop the skill of praying, and as Christians, I'm, hear me, hear me, hear me. If we are not praying, yeah, then you're only walking in a fraction of what God has for you. Because if you're not praying, he's not hearing you. If you're not praying, you're not asking. If you're not praying, you're not listening. If you're not praying, you're not hearing what he has for you. Yeah? So before I go on, because I've got a stack of stuff and I'm looking at the time and I don't want to talk for too long. But does God always answer prayer? I'm going to say yes. There are times where there's a no 
where he answers no. And there are times where it seems like he doesn't answer because there's such a long wait. Yeah? But I believe, my personal opinion, and some of you may be different, that's okay. I believe that he answers prayers. Though he doesn't always answer them the same way or in the same speed. So he may say yes, and so he opens the door so we can walk through. He may say, no, this is just not right for you. It's not my will for you. Father knows best. There are times in our prayer where he says, it's like he says, slow down, sunshine. It's not time yet. You're not ready for this. If I answer this prayer right now, you're gone. It's not slow down. No, not going to answer that right now. And sometimes he's waiting for us to become more mature in our faith before he answers that prayer. What we have to remember is sometimes, even when it feels like he's not answering, delay is not denial. Yeah? Delay is not denial. I will always answer my children. Sometimes they pester me for an answer. Sometimes Melanie will say, because they go to, go to her, Dad hasn't said anything, ask your dad. He hasn't answered us yet. I'm still thinking about it. Or the tone wasn't right when he asked. Or it's not the right time, I'm just biding my time before I answer him. Because he needs to be able to hear me in the right spirit. You know, God's the same. He'll always answer, but sometimes between the ask and the answer, the distance can be smaller or shorter or longer. Sometimes it's a yes, it's a no, it's a wait. It's grow up a little bit. You know, you're a bit, you're a bit young to be asking, like Samuel, can I go watch Hacksaw Ridge? <laughs> you, Dad, you let me watch one of the superhero movies. Oh, even playing that card, you know? No, it's not your time yet, but there will come a time where that'll be okay. Yeah? God's like that. In our prayer life, just because he hasn't answered yet doesn't mean he isn't. Sometimes God just needs, needs to wait until we're ready for the answer. Sometimes he needs to wait so others can be made ready. Sometimes a delay is needed so it will fit into his plan for our life. Yeah. yeah. You know, one thing I've learned is he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Totally. And if we can actually, if anything from today, if we could just grab hold of the fact that he knows what he's doing, whether we feel like he's answering or not answering, that won't stop us from praying, it won't stop us from asking, it won't stop us from speaking and listening and communicating with him. We'll just trust that he's got it in control. Okay, God, I can't hear you at the moment, but I'm going to trust you. Yeah? See, I love the fact that, that Jesus understood the importance of prayer. When his life got busy, the Bible says he withdrew from the busyness and the pressure of people so that he could speak to the Father. It says in Luke 5.16, because I really should give you a stack of scriptures around all of this. Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. What that meant is, and what that means is, he just went where he could be by himself, where there was some quiet. Yeah? Just so that he could spend time with the Father. It was so important to him that Jesus, for, for Jesus, that before he made the decision on who the 12 disciples would be, it says that he prayed all night. Luke 6, 12 and 13 reads, one day soon after, afterward, Jesus went up on a mountain to pray and he prayed to God all night. So the Son of God prayed to God all night. At daybreak, he called together all of his disciples and chose 12 of them. So he prayed all night to make an important decision. Maybe some of us, maybe there's a need for us to pray all night. Yeah? Maybe it's important that we get away to a lonely, a quiet place where we can concentrate on him. 
You know, Jesus prayed. He prayed to receive guidance and instruction, strength and encouragement. He prayed for faith and power to perform miracles. He prayed. He prayed when he was in trouble. He prayed at times of crisis, when faced with major decisions, under pressure, when he was joyful, when he was grieved. He prayed for us. He prayed. Like, he prayed. And then the scripture says that we'll do even greater things than he did. So if we look at his prayer life, so doing greater things than he did isn't just a miracle. It's all of his life. So doing greater things than he did, if we look at his prayer life, how are we, how are you and I, how, how am I matching up, measuring up to that? Am I doing yet greater things than he did? And if not, could that be why I'm not seeing greater things when it comes to miracles? I wonder. Yeah? I wonder if they're all connected. I wonder. Prayer is important for us as Christians. You can't be a Christ follower if you do not pray. You know, and as we mature in our faith, we need to learn that faith and prayer goes hand in hand. Hebrews 11.6 says, And without faith it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So we need in our times of prayer to have faith. And in times when we pray, even if our prayer isn't answered straight away, the only thing that helps us stay patient or wait patiently is our faith. It's our belief in him that he's got it in control. You know, it's faith in daddy, faith in papa, faith that he knows what we need. When I was going through Bible college when I was a young man, two or three years ago, (laughs) 20 odd years ago, when I was going through Bible college, there was an acronym that we used with prayer that a lot of you may know, and it was the word PUSH. Yeah? Pray until something happens. Pray until something happens. If it hasn't happened, don't stop praying. Pray until something happens. Push, 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 push. You know, you push through prayer until Daddy gives you an answer. It could be years away. It could be moments away. Just keep praying until you know that you've got the answer that you need. And one of those answers might be, it's, it's cool, I've heard you. It's just not time yet, yeah? You know, I can't help when I think about prayer. I, I, I think about Dory. <laughs> For those that know Nemo, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep praying, just keep praying. If that could be our mantra for everything, situations arise, just keep praying, have a car accident, just keep praying, relationships are struggling, just keep praying, finances, just keep praying, just keep praying. Yeah? Prayer is so important that Jesus gives an awesome promise to his disciples in John 15, 16. He says, then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. I love it. Wow. That's not a bad promise. should be one that we underline and highlight, you know. Now, is praying like rubbing Aladdin's lamp? Sorry about all the Disney analogies here, you know, or Pixar. But praying's not like rubbing a genie lamp and poof, you got three. Okay, here you go, give me your three wishes. It's not like that. Prayer is asking God to fulfill his plan and purpose for us in this world. Yeah? This is what prayer is. It's, and part of that plan and purpose is us. It's you and me, his children. 
So at the end of the day, only God's will is good and right. All, all good things come from him. Yeah? So you know, if you think that we're good, it's only because of him. If you think that what you experienced out there is good, it's only because of him. And when it comes to will, your will, his will, the, the perfect will is his will. Yeah? So at the end of the day, only God's will is right and good. So if we pray according to his will, then we're bringing about the will of God on earth. Yeah? yeah? Because we are his hands and feet extended. We are his ambassadors. No one else. Us. 1 John 5, um, 14 and 15 reads, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. According to his... So the creator of everything hears us. And that's awesome. How good's that? As long as you're praying according to his will. Yeah, the little precursor, the little car yard LMCT, you know. <laughs> as long as we're praying according to his will. You know, one of the reasons you and I here on earth is to pray. It's flat out to pray. Everything else gets empowered from that place, yeah? Think about it. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. One of the things is prayer. Daddy created us with a specific purpose. You ready? To communicate with him. Creates Adam, what does he do? He goes down in the cool of the day to walk and talk with Adam. The minute that they muck it up, God says, where are you? Now, everything was birthed at that, that time, mission, a whole bunch of stuff. But God knew where he was. He wanted to know why Adam wasn't there talking with him. Why aren't you here ready to walk with me in the cool of the day? I came down for you. What's going on? He was created for that. We were created to pray. And if we aren't praying, then we're not living in our true and full identity. Full stop. You know, can Father God answer a prayer that goes against his nature? No chance. Imagine, you're a bank robber. Hey, Lord, just for a minute, uh, just as I'm robbing this bank, can you make sure that I don't get caught? Because good people can do bad things. And believers can do stuff at the... You know, just in a moment where, you know, I would call it a, a brain fade, yeah? He's not going to answer that prayer. You're speeding just because you're running late for work. Oh, Lord, don't let me get caught by that red camera, that speed camera, that red light camera. Oh, the police are there. Help me go faster, God, so I can get away. Oh, I'm going to put it out there. I don't think he's going to answer your prayers the way that you imagine. According to his will. He hears us, yeah? You know, and our prayers have power. They're full of power. Matthew 17, 20, I'll tell you the truth. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it'll move. You know, prayer's important all the time. You've got to hear it all the time. All the time. I speak to myself. If I go through a day or two days or three days, I have those moments where I sit there and I say to Mel, you know what? I was going to read, I was going to pray, and I'm here I am now, and I planned it then, and I've not done it. Like we've all determined and experienced that. That's not good enough. It's just not. We can be and do better than that because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. You know, Prayer is important when we're under pressure. Prayer is important when we're facing decisions. Prayer is important when we're going through negative emotions like anxiety and depression and you know, there's sadness and conflict. Prayer is important. Yeah. 
You know, the purpose of prayer is not for us to convince God to do our will, it's, but it's for us to partner with Him, to get His will done on earth. So when, when we're praying in God's will with faith, that releases the power that can move mountains. Yeah? You know, as children of the King, we don't have to live in anxiety and with worry. Now, I know that that's a very flippant comment for those that suffer those things. But I'm not saying those things as through the power of positive thinking. I'm not saying that just from me. I'm not uttering that from me. I'm suggesting that we don't have to live in that place because we are children of the King and prayer is the answer. See, Philippians 4.6 says, Do not be anxious about anything. Yeah? Do not, you've got to get it. Do not be anxious about anything. Do not be anxious when people are talking about you. Do not be anxious when stuff's going wrong in the finances. I was anxious four weeks ago, and then after I spoke to some people and after I shared it with the church, God removed it because we started to pray into it. Yeah? And so though the issue was there, the anxiety was God, and today, I can sh- like I shared, hey, look at the bank account now. Wow, that's awesome. Let's keep building towards Christmas. Let's keep our minds intact for when people go away because there's still bills to pay. Just no longer living in the anxiety because we're praying about it. Yeah? Don't be anxious about anything, but with everything. By prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests before God. You know, and a petition, that's a formal request for something. You know, Jesus was saying to, saying to his disciples that they could ask for anything. And in fact, Jesus' promise is saying he's making everything that he has theirs. Yeah? That's what he's saying. Everything I've got is yours. He's making it theirs. And, and part of the secret to our prayers is to pray with thanksgiving. Because when we pray, when we, when we start thanking God for things that we've not yet received, we actually move from a place that's really carnal to a place that's full of faith. God, I thank you for blah, 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 blah. Someone goes, what are you praying like that for? You know, you, you've got this, you're suffering that. I'm just believing. I'm thanking God by faith. I'm praying for those things, but I'm thanking him at the same time. That's how prayer works. It's not about praying and then getting into a, a space where we're so anxious because he hasn't answered. It's just we have to have faith to believe he's got it in control. And so we thank him for it, waiting for his answer in his good time. Yeah? We have to pray as a people and as a church. Faith and prayer go hand in hand. Because as we thank him, it creates in us a, a Christ-like attitude for gratitude. Yeah? And when we begin to grow in thankfulness towards Father God, we thank Him. And as we thank Him, we grow in thankfulness. Yeah? So when stuff happens, don't worry, pray. When situations arise, don't worry, pray. When all hope seems lost, don't worry, pray. You know, that's why it says in Luke 18, verse 1, it says, And Jesus told His disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Yeah, I'll keep reading it for a moment. Verse 2, he said, In a certain town there was a judge who never feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea, Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because the widow keeps bothering me, 
Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, yeah? Just keep praying. I will see that she gets justice, that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Not cry out to him one moment three weeks ago, yeah? Cry out to him day and night? Prayer is a part of who we are if we're going to wear the Christian badge, yeah? Why did Jesus tell this whole parable? The answer's in verse 1 when he says, to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Just keep going, keep praying, hang in there, have faith. You know, generally speaking, when it seems that our prayers aren't answered straight away, our default reaction is to give up. That's our default reaction. That's the way that we're wired. It's what we've been indoctrinated with here in Western culture, in our first world nation. Not happening, give up. Well, has God told you to give up yet? Maybe you're just supposed to keep on swimming, yeah? Keep on praying. You know, we have to understand why some prayers aren't answered straight away. We have to understand why Papa keeps us waiting at times. He keeps us waiting not because you don't pray well. It's not because you don't pray well. For someone in here, it's not because you don't pray well. Sometimes God keeps us waiting to show us and himself how desperate we are to receive the very thing that we're praying for. He wants to know that we mean it, yeah? My kids, if they pester Mel long enough, they're learning that they're going to get that thing. They've learned that they can pester me long enough that they'll start to lose things. <laughs> With God, we've got to keep on swimming, keep on praying. Until he tells you that's enough, keep on praying, keep on praying. Hang in there. Never give up. Just keep praying. You know, I love, I love Matthew 6, you know, where he teaches us how to pray, really. And from verse 9, I'll read from Matthew 6. Then this is then how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. You know it on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. So most of, if, you've, if you were brought up Catholic... You, you recited that prayer over and over and over and over again. In a lot of churches, they'll recite the Our Father. Yeah? It's a really good prayer. But I'm going to say from the outset, it's not a prayer that was created so that we could recite it. It's not about memorising it. It's about learning the pattern. The disciples wanted to know how to pray. And Jesus says, pray like this. You know? And the first thing, I love it, because of the journey that we've been on in the church, the first thing he utters, he says, pray like this, our Father. Awesome. The first thing we should do when we pray is acknowledge our Daddy, our Papa, our Father as his children. And then, and then from there it says, hallowed be your name. The word hallowed means to, to set apart, to make holy. Holy is your name, Father. Holy is your name. That's who you are. You, we're praying to the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords, who happens to be our dad. Oh, man, that's awesome. So your dad's a footballer. So your dad's the president. That's not too bad. My dad's the king of kings. What country? Oh, his citizenship's not of this world. In fact, I'm, I'm an ambassador for him. He's the Lord of all lords. Where do you live? So, well, in heaven. Seated in heavenly places. That's how we pray. We come to him, our dad. 
who has all the authority. Yeah? I love that Jesus started his prayer by putting God in his rightful place. He started his prayer by worshipping his dad. Yeah? The Lord's prayer was, was never meant to be repeated over and over. It's a pattern for us to learn as Christians, as a church, you know? You know, our fight is not against flesh and blood. You know, at the end of the Lord's Prayer, I love it. You know, once you get to, to uh, verse 12 and forgive us our debts, etc., it gets to verse 13 and let us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. You know, we don't talk about the enemy here, Satan here, Lucifer here. We don't need to because our focus is on the Father. The focus is on the victor. We are the head and not the tail. He's already under our feet, yeah? But the truth is, that's the truth, but the truth or the reality is that there is someone that fights against us. There is an enemy that fights against us. There are people in the world that pray against Christians, yeah? There are things as Satanists. I know it's not just a cartoon on television or on Scooby-Doo, yeah? There are people that don't want us to be victorious in him. So if they're actively praying against us, it's so important that we're praying to our Father, that we're praying for each other, that we're covering each other in prayer over and over and over again. Otherwise, why would Jesus teach us to pray like that? Was it a throwaway line that we're supposed to neglect when we're learning how to pray? Or was it to teach us something? Our fight is not against flesh and blood. And the only way we can do battle is through prayer. You know, our prayer life shouldn't just be about us either. We should be praying for those that mistreat us, those in authority. Whether you're a Trump supporter or a Clinton supporter, we are called to support, honour and pray for our leaders. That is the Christian response. Yeah? Whether you're Labour, Liberal, Greens, etc. doesn't matter. We're not there to point the finger. We're there to honour, respect and pray for our leadership. That's what the Bible tells you and I to do. Because at the end of the day, the Word also tells us that God only gives us what we want. He wanted to give a prophet. The people wanted a king. They got Saul. You saw how that turned out. Yeah? We're to pray, to pray, to pray, to pray, to pray, to pray. Just keep praying. Just keep praying. Just keep praying. That's what we're called to do. Pray at all times about all things for all people with all faith. Yeah? We've got to be a people of prayer. And when we pray, we need to believe what we're praying for. You know, Matthew 21, 22, if you believe, you'll receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Mark eleven twenty two to 24. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Believe. You've got to believe. And when it comes to praying, Father God leaves us nuggets of gold, like nuggets of gold through the Bible. He tells us, come to me and ask. One thing. That, that I, I have to in, in, in beseech if I was Paul or implore, is when you pray, ask. Ask. If you're praying to him and you're not 
asking for anything. You're only half praying. Hear me. You have to ask. If you don't ask, you're only half praying. Well, how can you say that? He's not like a, you know, a teller machine that you just go to and check in. No, it's got to be according to his will. But watch, scripture after scripture, Matthew 7, 7. Keep on asking and you'll receive what you ask for. Matthew 7, 8. For everyone who asks, receive. John 16, 24. You haven't done this before. Like he says you haven't done this before. Ask using my name and you'll receive and you will have abundant joy. James 4, 2. You don't have what you want because you don't Ask God for it. Matthew 7, 11. So if sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? Don't go there like a beggar. Oh, woe is me, God. Please, I'm just here in your presence. I know I'm having a bit of fun and making a little bit of a mockery about it, but I, I, want, I want to change some of your thinking. Get into that prayer closet and start doing battle and start asking for things. Ask for things for people in your life. Ask for things for the community out there. Out there. You've got to ask. John 14, 14. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Pray, ask Papa, because prayer is an open door to communicate with him. Man, we're so privileged and honoured. Where we stand? Prayer is one of the life's amazing privileges. One of the life's most amazing privileges. It says in James 5.16, The earnest prayer of a righteous man has great power and produces wonderful results. Daddy just wants our honesty in prayer. It's open, honest communication from the heart. It's vulnerability. It's not sweet, long words. Yeah, It's not about your vocabulary. It's about your heart. It's about hearing, listening, asking. But no, as you ask for something, Father will ask you for something too. Yeah? You know, prayer changes our focus. When we pray, Papa changes our focus and puts it on him. What we were praying for that made us anxious, we're no longer anxious about because our focus is now on him. But it happened through prayer with him. Prayer calms us. I don't think there's hardly anything that will relax you like prayer. My wife testifies to that when life's hectic and chaotic. She just says, I, need, I just need to spend some time. And if she gets her time, those things seem to fade away. I see it time and time again. So when she's in the kitchen and you can tell she's flustered, I, I, part of me wants to say, but I've learnt through saying it that it's not the right thing to say, maybe you just need to go and pray. <laughs> Do I really? What about you? You should pray. Hey. It's not about me right now. You're the one having the moment. Having a moment? Having a moment? If you would have... No. So, okay, I went too far, yeah? We'll talk a bit later. <laughs> prayer, 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 prayer. Charles Spurgeon said, I've got so much to do today, I've got to pray more. I've got so much to do today, I've got to pray more. The more he had to do, the busier he got, the more he had to pray. Let's face it, most of us do the opposite. We get so busy and as a result we stay stressed and we don't pray because we're busy. Prayer transfers our burdens because when we pray, we feel like the load is just lifted from us. It, it, prayer prepares us for those big decisions. Even Jesus prayed before he chose his disciples, all night in fact. And prayer prepares us for temptation. 
You know, when we pray, our inner man and woman becomes stronger so that we can say no to when the temptation comes. But that strength only comes through prayer. When should you pray? Entirely up to you. Most people pray in the morning, some in the middle of the day, some in the lunch break, some at night, whatever works for you. But find something that works, and if it doesn't work, change it. Morning sometimes is good because it means you can see the answer to that prayer during some days. As you progress through the day, you go, oh, God just answered that. Entirely up to you. Pray with faith, and God hears when you walk or sit or lie down. There's no right posture, wrong posture. For those that are as religious as I can be, you can pray with your eyes open. I know. That's a shock. I know, I know. Growing up, going through Bible college, you'd be like, that person's not even praying. His eyes are open. But I've learned that I can pray with my eyes open. I'll figure that. Go, like, it's changed my world. You can pray with your eyes closed. You can pray laying down. You can pray kneeling. You can pray sitting. You can pray when you walk. Lots of people go on prayer walks. Take in nature as you go. Entirely up to you. Whatever works for you. Know that he hears you when you pray according to his will. Yeah? And I want to finish with this. I've, got, I've just passed through a few pages. Your personal prayer time is different to your corporate prayer time. Yeah? Personal prayer time is different to corporate prayer time. The Bible says where two or three are gathered, there he is in the midst. Yeah? Now you've got to see how that works. Okay, where two or three of us get together, he's there in the midst. That's true. But it starts to become evident when we start to talk about him or we start praying where we can hear each other. Let me repeat hear each other. I know some people don't like praying out loud, but when you're in corporate prayer, there's a different dynamic. See, the way it works is this. Someone will start praying what they feel they're being led to pray. Where two or three are gathered, there he is in the midst. As they're praying, something in your spirit goes, ah, amen. Yes, I like that. Because you had a similar thought or you'd read something the night before or God had been speaking to you for the past week. So now you've got a yes and an amen to the prayer. So you start to pray into that as well. And as you're praying, somebody else that's in that group hears something in your prayer and goes, yes, I was thinking the same thing. And all of a sudden, God starts painting a picture in amongst us, because where two or three are gathered, there he is in the midst, and we see this thing coming together. And now we have a prayer of agreement. But in your corporate prayer, if we get together, and I'm praying, and everybody else is silent, I know that's comfortable, but that's not corporate prayer. You can do that in your personal time if you like. That's okay. You don't have to speak out loud for God to hear you. But when you're in corporate prayer, it's not just you and God. It's you, the Father, and everybody else. And that's how corporate prayer works. And so next year, there's going to be an emphasis on prayer. And I want to encourage people, if you have time, to come and join us 15 minutes before the service and pray with us. I'm going to be challenging the worship team. Don't just stand there silent. Don't do it. 
We want to hear what God's saying in your heart because it'll amen in my heart. And then we get this prayer happening, yeah? And then God starts to move. That's how corporate prayer works. And we have to be prepared to step into that place because God gives us a word for us, to work through us, for those around us. But if we don't share that word, the other people are never going to be and receive the blessing that's going to come. They have no idea that the thought they just had is a God thought until you open your mouth and start to pray what God's put inside of you. Yeah, I know it's a challenge, but when you see it working out, it's like, man, this is exciting. I want us to pray. Let's just pray. And I want God to stir a desire in us for prayer, for him. See, we can go through our whole Christian life and never pray because we have the knowledge. We can speak the right words, but we have limited, if no, power because we're not plugging into the power source through prayer. Prayer is important and we need it. Amen. So, Father, this day I pray that you would start to stir within the hearts of men and women a desire to talk with you, to communicate with you. Father, that in our conversations, Lord God, over our coffees and our teas and our dinners and lunches and catch-ups, Lord, that some of our conversation would be, how's your talking with God going? How's your listening with God? What, what's he saying to you these days? I pray, God, that the whole idea of prayer, the burden that comes with it, the yoke would be released and taken off us, that we would understand the simplicity, Lord, of prayer, the goodness of prayer, the power that's released in prayer, the blessing that comes through prayer, that we would be known as a people of prayer, a people of power, that, Lord, that we would open our hearts up with each other and with you, that we would make that space for then the Spirit to come and speak to us. That even as, as Ross prayed earlier and shared with some of us that were here, that we would go from one level of glory to the next, one level of strength to the next, that we would see signs and miracles and, Lord, happen, Father, after the preaching of the word, but because there's been prayer invested that's been built up. So, Lord, we ask that you would continue to strengthen the foundation, that you would continue to extend, Lord, the foundation for what it is that you want to build. Lord, that we would give all glory and honour to you. Father, I pray that we would be a people that have a heart to learn, a heart to learn how to pray, when to pray. Father, just a desire to pray. Father, that we would see miracles happen. Father, that we would hear stories of people walking through the front door and being healed even before someone speaks to them. Just because of the presence, Lord, that's here. Because of our hearts that have been opened to you through prayer. So, Father, take this word today. I pray that you would seal it, lock it in, Father. That it would, Lord, it would make us more like your son, Jesus. Father, we look forward to the day and the week ahead. Lord, that you would go before us and open doors of opportunity that we might be able to share, Lord, the goodness of your Son. So we thank you. We thank you for our time together. And all these people said, Amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Pray, pray, pray. Just keep praying. Just keep praying. And have a wonderful week. In Jesus' name.